it makes things easy when I, you know, I already know as the man, you know, the owner, what we can, what we can't do, how long of a lease we need, what we, you know, what we can do for the space. Hello, welcome to episode 142 of the Smart Agents Podcast. As always, my name is Michael Walter and I'll be your host. In today's episode, we are joined by Taylor Stanichek of Colorado Springs-based Mountain Management and Real Estate, Inc. Like many, Taylor didn't find immediate success when he first entered the residential real estate space. So after a few years, he realized that commercial real estate was more his calling and joined his family's property management company. Now thriving in property management, Taylor shares how owning the commercial space benefits his relationship with tenants as a property manager. But before we get on with today's featured interview, make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents Podcast. You can find the show on all major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. Also, if you or someone else on your team has an incredible story or real estate tips to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. All right, let's get on to the day's featured interview with Taylor Stanichek. I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope you do as well. Well, really the way I like to start everything out is if you could just introduce yourself to us a little bit, who you are and where you're at. So my name is Taylor Stanichek. I am working with Mountain Management and Real Estate. Uh, it is located in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I am 31 years old. I have been doing this for about six years now, I've had my uh, real estate license. I actually got it through, um, um, where was it? It was through uh, Kaplan. And um, I actually was able to work first with Keller Williams. So I started on the residential side and I worked my way over to commercial. What was it that, you know, originally, you know, got you into real estate, you know, for, uh, at the beginning? So actually that was family. Um, the the family that I, I I have a lot of family members who are uh, working in real estate, specifically my grandfather and my mother. Um, they were the ones that kind of first built the company, and then I joined in later, and now it's become a partnership between my mother and I. So that's right. that's kind of where the door had opened. Originally, I was going to go into law, but uh, it <laughs> it took a different turn once I started, you know, getting some experience before I went to law school. Yeah. It, right, did, it didn't absolutely. work out as I had expected. Um, so I, I ended up um, deciding to go to real estate school. Um, I had already had some experience before real estate school too, because um, my, my, I grew up with uh, parents and grandparents who were working in property management. And um, I was called to the building sometimes to do some maintenance, helping work, you know, things like that. Um, so it was something that was already it was introduced to me early on. So I thought it might be an interesting route to take. And, you know, I enjoy it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So uh, early on in your real estate career, uh, how was, you know, how were you getting your name out there to, you know, kind of start building your own business? And obviously, you know, you kind of had the family uh, thing going on to help you with that as well. Yes. So that's an excellent question. Actually, in the beginning, after I got my real estate license, I actually didn't work immediately with my family. I actually went to a brokerage firm called Keller Williams. So I was by myself uh, working under a brokerage firm with them. And the way that it started out was actually pretty difficult. And I'm sure a lot of agents can relate to this. But um, when I had first uh, started real, real estate, I was on my own. 
I had no, um, you know, it's like starting up your own business. You know, you're not, you're not going to expect uh, a lot of money in the beginning. It's um, a lot of uh, debt that you might have to take on first by, you know, getting your name out there, starting your marketing process. I did for the first two years, um, I did a lot of door knocking. We're talking, you know, kind of cold call kind of door knocking um, out and about uh, on a daily basis. I probably knocked on over maybe 10,000 10, doors. I, I spent a long time uh, working on that. It was, it was, quite, the, uh, <laughs> it was quite the experience. Um, yeah. And for the most part, it was a lot of tedious work, which was fruitless, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, and, and, I, and I learned that the hard way that most, um, most people are probably not going to want to sell or buy um, when you, you know, when you, you first meet them, you knock on their door and you're asking them some questions. Uh, most people also uh, have family members who already are in real estate um, who they rely on when they're, when they're ready. So yeah. it, was, it was a harsh lesson in the beginning. Um, but uh, definitely worth my time to uh, to experience because it gave me a sense of how to begin that process of marketing, how to really uh, showcase myself and how to uh, introduce myself to the world. So yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really important you know point is that you know with the door knocking and and when you're first starting out, you might have these ideas that oh I just go knock on this door and you know mm-hmm. I'm going to get so many people sign up to list their house with me and it's just it's not like that that first conversation <laughs> you're rarely I mean honestly if you get anybody to answer the door you're lucky but absolutely yes um, and I actually used to keep like uh, notes and information sometimes I would go back to same same neighborhoods and I'd be like okay so I remember I, I had knocked on the door before no one answered or I spoke to so and so and they might be interested. So maybe I want to follow up with them. It's been a few weeks, um, you know, things like that. But I was not the only one too. Um, a lot of other uh, people who were also graduating, getting their um, real estate licenses uh, and joining Keller Williams with me were just, you know, fresh into the business, just like I was. Um, so I had a lot of other friends that I had made who I could interact with, uh, ask questions about how they were doing things, uh, how it was going for them. A lot, I, I would say in the first two years, um, as I was kind of working with that brokerage firm, um, there were a lot of um, other brokers just like me who had um, had given up or had unable were unable to go forward with it within the first two years. Um, we're, I wouldn't have to say probably about half um, of the other you know people who got their license had given up or became discouraged because of that. So it's it's very you know it, it is is a very harsh um, you know thing real estate can be harsh sometimes but uh the thing is that um perseverance uh is very important to you know to get you you have to get through the hard part of it and uh it can last a long time um but uh but yes i saw a lot of other brokers give up early Mm -hmm. right absolutely so what was it that kind of clicked marketing wise to where things started to turn around for you so i i was not with um I was not with the the company for very long because I actually I had um, I had grown to like the commercial side more. It, it's not that uh, you know like the company didn't do anything wrong with uh, what I you know who I was with. Keller Williams was very educational. In fact, um, they they really helped you know show me the ways of you know how to get into real estate uh, with a stronghold. Um, but 
commercial was really my calling. So after, after about two years, I had gone from Keller Williams to uh, the, uh, the company that my family manages. And um, I started to focus more on the commercial end of real estate. And that was when things kind of took a shift for me because I mean, I, and also I, I have to say that, um, you know, I, I kind of was lucky that I have family who have already established a strong real estate network here in Colorado Springs, um, where I became established as well, because building, you know, it takes a long time, but if this already being established, I was coming in with already some clientele properties, uh, you know, um, tenants, things like that. But, um, that was really, uh, that was where I started to actually, I guess you could say blossom because I had the opportunity to focus less on the marketing side and more on how to better handle property management, leasing. And, you know, I, I could actually focus more on the expertise of handling, you know, the, the tenants that when they're already tenants or the, um, the clients when you're trying to get, um, you know, I, I already have the clients, they're coming to me now. How do I get them to actually lease the spaces that I'm trying to lease? So we, we kind of shifted there. Um, whereas the first two years, I was just trying to get a client. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I think it's really important, you know, um, to to be able to recognize what what your strong suits are that, you know, maybe the residential wasn't quite your thing. And mm-hmm. but this is more more your avenue where, you know, you can focus on because I have to imagine with the the tenant. Uh, relationships and all that, just a lot of system building and, and just really kind of keeping those things running. And so maybe that's just more your strong suit. I mean, it, it, it has grown on me. I feel that I, you know, with the experience that I have gained over the last six years um, that I, I am, I'm good at what I do in property management, just because it's uh, it's become something of a lot more self-discipline, self-training, um, learning from your mistakes, being able to perfect the business. And over time, it's just grown on me that uh, I I do what I do because I, I do enjoy it. And um, I do the best that I, you know, I, I'm the best that I can be as a property manager, because um, one thing that uh, is also uh, something that I I do is I take pride in ownership. I try to work to the best of my ability. Um, I don't want to, you know, uh, just uh, put a, um, you know, a little effort in something. And, you know, if I'm putting my name on something, I want to make sure that, uh, that it's like, I, I'm proud of it. Right. So with the property management, um, you know, I, there's so much that goes into that, you know, whether yes. that be the client relationships or even the, you know, just maintaining of the properties themselves. So are you, I mean, I'd have to imagine you're really heavily involved in all of that. So yes, I actually, as the family um, owned business, there are only a handful of us, really, there's three or four of us. And the fourth person is more of just the, um, the, you know, the, they're retired. It's my grandfather. He's, He's already done his part. Um, he's kind of, you know, he just kind of, he just likes to oversee things. But really, there's just uh, three property managers, one that's part-time, and then there's two of us that are full-time. So uh, myself and my mother, we are the two full-time uh, property managers. We handle all aspects of the business, really. Um, of course, I, when I say that, we do have vendors, but then at the same time, too, um, we're just, uh, you know, 
two, three, four employees in a company that manages eight uh, office space buildings. Right. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, you know, how much have you learned, you know, just even like the maintaining of the properties, you said you have the vendors, but you know, a lot of the folks that I talk to that are in property management, they've almost, they've, they've kind of had to learn to do a lot of these things themselves to, you know, handle issues quickly or, you know, just not have to go through a vendor. Absolutely. So that's where they, I've become a jack of all trades in a sense, because I've had to learn a, a little bit of everything. Um, in a sense, I do a lot of the light, uh, electrical work. Um, a lot of the light, uh, the plumbing, HVAC. Um, I, I also have, uh, you know, I've had to learn how to paint, which is surprisingly difficult to do. Most people think, <laughs> oh, it's just, you know, you take a paintbrush and you paint. There are actually a lot of, um, there, there's a lot of techniques to it. And if you want to get it right, um, there's, you have to practice at it. But um, I, I've learned a lot of, a little bit about everything just because uh, sometimes I can't get vendors out fast enough. Sometimes they call in sick. Sometimes there's an emergency. You know, it it varies really. It depends on what the um, what's going on, um, how uh, kind of how delicate the situation might be. Um, and we also we prefer as uh, property managers to do things. Um, you know, as fast as possible. We that's part of our taking pride in our ownership is that we uh, you know we're we're always on call if one of us is not available to take the call the other definitely will be um regardless of day night uh weekend holidays things like that we're always on call but um but yes i have learned um over the past several years i i even have learned how to become a locksmith too because i have to change locks all the time for tenants moving out um how to repin them how to just swap out different types of locks deadbolts mm-hmm. You name it, really. It's right. it's been, and, and I. That's one of the best things about this job as well. And on the property management side, is that um, I have learned how to do all these different things: um, changing out light fixtures, um, changing doors, changing locks. Um, you know how to change filters for all these different HVAC units. It's it's so helpful because it's also helped me to be able to handle things independently. Um, in my own life, at my own house, um, you know, my own properties, things like that. It's it's so beneficial because you realize how much uh, how much you save when you're in, you know, you become independent on like those certain things. Yes, right, absolutely. So, uh, what types of properties are these that you that you're managing? So they're all office space buildings. Um, usually, they're they're about. Uh, you know, around 10 to 15,000 square feet each. There's eight of them that I currently manage. And we actually own all of the buildings that we, uh, we manage to, we were, uh, they're all family uh, owned and family run, which is also helpful too, because um, one of the easy things is that I don't have to jump through a lot of hoops to talk to a lot of people to make sure, Hey, this is something that needs to be done. If it needs to be done as one of the, you know, property owners and managers, I can actually, you know, if I'm told about this, usually the same day, I'm able to do something about it instead of having to, you know, communicate that and uh, play telephone almost. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And I have to imagine that's got to help with, you know, trying to find new tenants also. And if there's, you know, a certain layout or something that, you know, that you're able to kind of help, you know, answer, you're really able to answer any questions right then and there. Um, 
that a prospective you know tenant might have about you know bringing something in or the type of business that they are going to be coming in yes so that helps tremendously when uh i put on the broker hat because uh i've got to um when i have to show properties it makes things so much easier when uh when these uh, potential tenants are throwing questions at me that maybe, um, you know, brokers might not know right off the top of their head, I'm able to answer pretty quickly, you know, when they ask me certain things about um, HVAC or when they ask me certain things about, um, I'm trying to think of like perfect examples, you know, the um, the uh, the work that we can provide. Sometimes tenant need, tenants need some tenant improvements. Um, and right off the bat, I'll probably be able to answer, you know, if they say, I would like to take, you know, this space, but uh, before moving in, can we, you know, can we re-carpet or can we refloor? Can we, you know, change some of the, uh, you know, the walls or, you know, things like that? Can we add plumbing into it? And, uh, and you know, it makes things easy when I, you know, I already know as the man, you know, the owner, what we can, what we can't do, how long of a lease we need, what we, you know, what we can do for the space. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, with client, you know, tenant relationships, what has been, you know, the last couple of years like with, you know, just obviously coming out of the pandemic and everything with that, you know, and how businesses have changed, um, you know, what's that kind of learning curve been like over the past few years? So COVID has impacted the business in many different ways. It didn't impact ours as much as I thought it would in the beginning. I, I believe the hit of COVID was around April of 2020 when things started to shut down. People were, yeah, that was a scary time for us because we didn't know what was going to happen. You know, uh, we we had to, of course, uh, let all the tenants know, hey, I'm sorry, you know, this is a, a hard time for all of us. But the, yeah, the access to the buildings is a little bit limited right now because businesses have to close down. Um, once they started to come back, though, um, we only had a few case scenarios where there were difficulties with some tenants who unfortunately either were unable to survive the pandemic or um, were I, maybe they were too scared and, you know, needed to we needed to figure something out with them. Um, that's it, it happened a few times. I did have a couple of um, bigger tenants who uh, moved more to the uh, working from home, too. Um, we had a, a few case scenarios where some tenants had to downsize significantly because uh, they didn't need the office space anymore. Um, and that's the other thing, too, about being the owners and property managers and brokers is that we could, you know, coordinate with them. We could we could work with them, figure out a solution on, you know, how to help them while they're currently in, like, say, the middle of their lease, but they need to downsize. Um, so that was also, it made things easier on that too. Yeah, absolutely. I have to, yeah. I mean, I just have to imagine the the whole, you know, being the, the owner and manager just really kind of helps, um, you know, uh, just kind of smooth out any roadblocks that there might be. Yes, it, it really does. It helps you to be able to see all aspects of it. You're able to answer questions uh, much faster for the potential tenants or just the tenants in general. Um, and it's kind of a one-stop shop. That also is something that uh, these potential tenants and the tenants themselves uh, really enjoy is that um, 
I always tell them, you know, there's really just, uh, there's two of us and we handle all aspects of it. Um, right now I'm the broker, but uh, it's not like I'm going to disappear after you lease the space. You will see me around. I'm like the handyman too. So, <laughs> and the tenants see me around often. That's also the benefit too, is that um, they know who I am. I, I actually, I, I know each tenant individually, um, know, you know, their location, name, everything. Uh, it helps me to know uh, when, you know, when someone calls in and they give me their first name, I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I'm pretty sure this is, you know, from, you know, this building here. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. When it comes to, you know, um, you know, say you're, you're looking for a new tenant for a, one of your properties, what's mm-hmm. the, you know, what's the kind of the marketing process? What do you do to bring in new tenants to your, your properties? So we have figured out a way to advertise via four different places online. Um, We, of course, have our own uh, website for Mountain Management and Real Estate Inc. But we also have two places uh, on the commercial side of Colorado Springs and El Paso County where we can reach out and broadcast to other brokers or just people that are part of uh, the two companies are LoopNet and um, Catalyst, Um, those two are kind of more on the commercial niche. I know that uh, the residential niche has the PPAR or the Pikes Peak, you know, yeah. Um, But the commercial side is a little more, it it has an exclusive just, you know, for the commercial brokers and uh, people looking for office space or uh, the industrial, things like that. Um, And then the last place where we usually advertise and we get the most from it is, uh, is Craigslist, believe it or not. Yeah. You get a lot of uh, people looking from Craigslist. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I just think it's great, you know, A, that you, you know, you kind of were able to, you know, after the first couple of years in the real estate industry, you know, realizing, you know, make this shift and things have worked out so well that I think that's always great when, you know, when somebody's able to uh, kind of weather the storm a little bit mm-hmm. and, and really kind of, um, you know, hone in on what their, what their strengths are and, and just, you know, what's going to make them ultimately successful, but your guys' business in general, just having that, um, you know, the, the lack of roadblocks and the lack of people that you have to get through, I, I have to imagine that that's got to help with also, you know, word of mouth advertising for you as well. You know, if, if a business happens to know a friend or, you know, somebody that's looking to, you know, bring in some office space, they know how much of a direct line that they have to the management and the owners of the property. Absolutely. We have a lot of tenants that um, unfortunately at times they're not able to renew or they need to, uh, you know, they, they need to outgrow of something that we can't, you know, we can't accommodate for. Oftentimes they do come back if they are looking for office space again, or they have friends or family that are looking uh, all the time. I have to say, um, especially in the um, um, I, in the salon kind of style spaces, I have a lot of um, uh, tenants who do you know hairstyling, esthetician work, um, massage therapy. They a, a lot of times they come back or they have friends that are looking who also are wanting some uh, salon style spaces. It's, it's quite common. In fact, that uh, we have people that just reach out to us and say, uh, so-and-so, you know, rented from you uh, this many years ago, and I'm looking for something similar. Do you have that? That's yeah. Word of mouth is huge for us too. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. What's the, uh, you know, before we wrap up, you Mm -hmm. know, what's kind of the the future goals uh, for you guys? So we've remained as a small business um, 
over the years. Um, and that's been more so because we want to remain that kind of, you know, that niche where we can help our tenants because we're, you know, small enough to be able to make them our priority. We don't want to grow too big. Um, I, I believe we want to kind of keep that aspect of it because it helps us to, it, it keeps us from the competition as, uh, you know, that's how we're able to talk to our tenants and uh, tenants and clients say things like, you know, this is, you know, it makes it easier for us to communicate with you. So I would probably say that um, for our future goal, is to kind of remain, maintain that kind of uh, relationship with our buildings, with our tenants. Um, it makes things a lot easier. Um, I wouldn't kind of rule out the idea of expanding. I have thought about, you know, um, what it would be like to kind of grow and have a, maybe another property manager full time. So there's three of us or four of us um, just to kind of juggle that out. But uh, I personally think that it works really well with what it is right now. Um, and it's uh, it's it can be, a, you know, a hectic job for just two and a half, uh, you know, property managers uh, handling over 120 tenants. But that's the kind of avenue I see it kind of just you know, continuing with, uh, it just, it's one of those things where we found our niche and it really works for us and we enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and there's also, there's that fine line of, uh, you know, if you grow too big, the, the expenses and everything else that come with it grow absolutely. right along with it. <laughs> yes. That, that is one of the things that, uh, my mother and I, we thrive on is that we, we like to, uh, we like to keep things simplistic. Uh, we like to be on a, you know, a name basis. People know me as not just the property manager, but uh, one of the owners and one of the um, one of the handymen. Sometimes too, it just it makes things great, and the tenants uh, they really enjoy that, and I I enjoy it too because uh, it gets me the ability to really know these tenants better and to be able to interact with them easier. So I yeah, you're growing too big, you start to lose that, and then you start to forget. You know, like once you have too many properties that you're overseeing or that you be just you know you become the uh, kind of like the the person who just interacts with those who have to interact with the tenants, it, you lose that connection and it becomes yeah. not as uh yeah, I don't know. That's something that I don't want to, I don't want to turn into, but, uh, but yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, again, I really do appreciate you taking the uh, time to speak with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. This was uh, very fun. This was enjoyable. And I'm glad that I was able to share some of my experiences. Um, hopefully, um, hopefully the listeners can, uh, you know, take some uh, information from that and it could be beneficial for some people. Yeah, absolutely. I think if anything, you know, it just shows that, you know, those first couple of years, honestly, it's going to be difficult and, you know, you just have to persevere or then also, you know, kind of pivot a little bit to find where your success is going to come from. Yes, absolutely. That is uh, extremely important is that um, this business is no different from any other startup business. Um, it, they they say that um, the first three to five years you are not going to see any kind of um, income or any kind of uh, you know profit. So you really have to spend money to make money. You really have to get yourself out there. Networking is extremely important. Um, working you know working hard. Uh, find find ways to uh, to get your you know like to find your own niche. Uh, figure out how to uh, to get in there and uh, and don't give up. It really it takes time, but if you really want to do it you can make it happen. Awesome. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Of course. Yes. Thank you.
I really want to thank Taylor for joining us today, and I think that it's awesome that he was able to find his calling in commercial real estate and property management and is thriving in that career. So once again, if you think you or someone else on your team has an incredible story or real estate tips to share with our community, send us a message of feedback at smartagents.com. Well, that wraps things up for this episode, but remember, follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Again, I'm Michael Walter, and we'll see you on the next episode. 